You're listening to the Pastor to Pastor podcast brought to you by the 6-4 Fellowship, pastors committed to prayer and the ministry of the word. In today's episode, we'll be talking about music in the local church. Are we worshiping our worship more than we're worshiping God? Stay tuned for more. Welcome to the Pastor to Pastor podcast with Daniel Henderson. I'm your host, Robert Naughton. And Daniel, this week, one pastor has observed that music and singing have become major parts of modern worship. He wants to know, have they become too important? And biblically, how should we understand their role? It's a great question. We all love music. I love music. I uh, was called the humming pastor in my years of pastoral ministry. I always had a tune in my head. Obviously, I had a playlist that I love. I made my way through college. Uh, being scholarship for a couple of years singing. So I, I'm not a critic of music, uh, singing, worship. My favorite relationship, maybe I shouldn't say this, but on staff was always with my worship pastor because it was such a vital part. And certainly the Bible gives credence to singing. The Psalms obviously are a big part of uh, a biblical feature of singing. In heaven, we're going to sing. In Ephesians, it talks about singing uh, in the church. God sings over us. And so we know that singing is important. Is it too important? I'll just cut to the chase. I think yes. I think it has taken a place of prominence in our services that probably is not consistent with New Testament balance. And I don't want to be legalistic about this, but you look at the early church and what did they give themselves to? Uh, Singing is not actually mentioned in the book of Acts in that sense. Paul and Silas sang while they're in prison. So obviously singing is a part of the Christian journey. But they gave themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and the prayers. Now, again, I don't be legalistic about it, but I would suggest that's not a bad pattern for the division of energy and focus in our worship services. So today, uh, preaching is dominant, hopefully, in a lot of churches, uh, 35 minutes, 30 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever. Uh, singing is would be next, and that would easily be 15 to 20 minutes in a lot of places, sometimes much more. Uh, when you include the beginning, the middle, and the end, and all the music and singing that goes on. Prayer, uh, as one friend says, has typically been reduced to transition moments. Uh, The Lord's table is typically crammed in at the end of an already busy service that has been, again, dominated by preaching and singing. And I don't think that is pleasing to the Lord in terms of our attentiveness and cherishing of the Lord's table, however often we do it. Fellowship, there's very little interaction in our services in terms of manifesting the Spirit to one another for the common good. And so I have to be honest, as much as I love music and singing, I think it has taken a, uh, a position of preeminence that probably was not biblically really normal. Secondly, the question then is, you know, how should we view it biblically from a New Testament standpoint? Let me make a statement. We don't sing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can sing. And uh, today there is a common view out there, I believe, among many, that music mediates the presence of the Holy Spirit. That uh, if we can sing enough songs in the right way, the Holy Spirit's going to come. 
uh, or we're going to channel the Holy Spirit through the songs. And that's much more akin to mysticism than it is the New Testament teaching. Uh, you say, what does the New Testament teach? I'm glad you asked, because what it says in Ephesians 5 is be ye being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we think of that individualistically as we should, but it's also true corporately because he's writing to the gathered church. Be ye being filled with the Holy Spirit, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. And it goes on, obviously talking about gratitude and mutual submission there in Ephesians 5. There is a similar passage in Colossians 3 that says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, once again, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, etc. So singing is produced by the Spirit of God in conjunction with the Word of God. Uh, singing is not a means by which we mediate the Holy Spirit. The only thing that mediates the presence and person of the Holy Spirit is the finished work of Jesus Christ. And now we sing because we are being filled and controlled and dominated by the Holy Spirit. And so the singing doesn't produce the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces the singing. And I think it's very, very important that we remember that. And I think we need to, to totally change the way we begin our services. I think, you know, very typically, just the average person is thinking, man, we're working the Holy Spirit up through the song. So let's make it happen. Let's whoop it up here, right? And get the Spirit's juices flowing. And that is not New Testament Christianity. I think we need to focus at the beginning of every worship service on a very conscious, personal, and corporate yielding to the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit, inviting Him to produce in us great thoughts about Christ, to produce in us songs that will honor the Lord, produce in us gratitude, produce in us a spirit of mutual submission, as it says in Colossians 3 and in Ephesians chapter 5. And so I think we need to change how we view music. And then also, one of the chapters in my book very simply says we need to filter the message in the music. And I think that's an urgent need today. One writer says it this way, words have meaning. And when those words are implanted in the heart uh, with catchy melodies, they become a part of who we are. I'm observing that I think more of our memorable theology in this generation is being adapted from our songs more so than even our pulpits, because music is powerful. And so we've got to make sure the words we're singing are actually biblical words. They are New Testament words. And so how we understand song needs to change, and what we sing, I believe, needs to be filtered. I think of um, uh, Scottish poet Carlyle who said this. He said, let me make a nation's music, and I care not who makes her laws, I will control that nation. He understood the power of music. There's also a professor, uh, Sergei Denisov, who is at Bowling Green University, and he said this, if you want to reach young people in this country, write a song, don't buy an ad. I think he's right. And so it's a great question. It's an important question. We need to make sure that what we sing is clear. It's biblical. It's Christ honoring. It's been filtered through a theological grid that is right and true. We need to make sure that why we sing is clear. We, we sing because the Holy Spirit fills us. We're not singing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're singing as the overflow of the indwelling work of the Spirit. And we probably need to ask ourselves whether or not singing itself has too much preeminence in our services compared to the other biblical priorities, certainly of preaching, but also of fellowship, also of commemorating the Lord's table, and certainly in our tribe, we would agree, certainly the priority of prayer in our worship services. Well, thank you, Daniel, and thank you all for listening. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe to receive these on iTunes or at our website, 64fellowship.com. There you can also explore many other great resources on how to excel in prayer and the ministry of God's Word. You can also find out about our pastoral coaching opportunities with Daniel Henderson. If you have a question you'd like us to address, please email that to us at info at 64fellowship.com. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.